Hi, it's I meet you here. I meet you here. Episode three. So, I have everything set up. My binaural fencing microphone and the recording interface. And then guess what? I figured out the battery is out. So, poor you. You'll be experiencing the binaural podcast in my next episode. Anyway, I'm reading you a very, very excited story today. It's written by W H A H U H Seven, Waha Seven, from Giantess City Forum. <laughs> Are you ready? It's called Paradise Crushed. Chapter One. Ding dong, shit! Kate muttered under her breath. She should have been expecting this. Jill wasn't supposed to be here for another fifteen minutes, but Jill was always early. She turned in papers early, got to appointments early. And now was standing on Kate's doorstep, a full fifteen minutes ahead of schedule. Kate jogged downstairs to the front door, stopping briefly to check her appearance in the mirror to make sure she was presentable. She opened the door, and surprise, surprise, Jill was standing there, ready to go. Hey, Jill. Kate tried to put on a smile. I wasn't expecting you for a while. Yeah, I know, but I figured we should get there a little early, so we don't have to wait in line. Kate, well, I'm not really dressed yet. Could you give me a minute? Sure. Kate turned to go upstairs to her room. But before she made it more than two steps, Jill asked, "Hey, can I come? I've never seen your room before." That's fine, Kate conceded. But you'll have to wait out in the hall while I change. As Jill eagerly followed Kate upstairs, she thought about how lucky. She was to have a friend right now. Jill was new in town, and she didn't have many friends, or really a good way to make friends. Her parents had moved to this Potting town while she was away at college, and now that it was summer vacation, she was coming home. To a place she'd never been before, she didn't know anyone in town, and since school wasn't in session, she didn't really have a good venue to socialize with people her own age. It didn't help that she was a little shy, not the bookish, quiet type, necessarily. Necessarily, just not very good at breaking the ice. 
She was lucky. Kate was so outgoing, or they would never have even met. Jill had gone to the Starbucks one morning a few weeks ago, just to get out of the house. Even though the town only had a few thousand people, she was grateful. It at last little. 重来 She was grateful. At least it had a Starbucks. She didn't have anywhere to be, so she ended up sitting in the coffee shop, quietly reading a book for almost two hours. She was so engrossed in it, and that she didn't even notice that the Starbucks was now packed. Because of the lunch rush, nor did she notice the girl standing in front of her, looking at her. Hey, can I sit with you? Jill was noticeably startled, and looked up over her book to see Kate standing right there. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to scare you, but the. Place is kind of full, and well, you do have a whole table to yourself. No, that's fine. Please have a seat. What's your name? They ended up sitting in that Starbucks for over an hour, getting to know each other. Kate, too, was home for summer vacation, and bored out of her mind. They ended up spending a lot of time together those next few weeks, since there wasn't much else to do. They got along pretty well, considering how different they are. They were. Jill was kind of shy, whereas Kate was very fun and outgoing. That's not to say Jill didn't enjoy having a good time, but she wasn't as bubbly or spunky as Kate. And now, they were headed upstairs at Kate's house, so she could get changed in time for them to catch the movie. While Jill was re- reminiscing about old times. Kate was focused more on the present, wondering what she was going to wear. She had been long um, sorry. She had been lounging around the house all day, so she was currently dressed in a pink tank top and shorts with pink stained skin. Sorry. With pink sandals on her feet, she liked the look, since it accentuated all the right features. But she wouldn't wear it out in public. She had great ass and legs that the shorts really showed off, and her C-cup boobs were very obvious underneath the thin tank top. Her skin was a little dark, some from tanning, some just because 
She was naturally olive-skinned, which nicely complemented her shorter-length brunette hair. Jill, on the other hand, was very white. She wasn't much for going to the beach or tanning, so she was a little pale, but still very pretty. She was dressed in a nice gray shirt, jeans, and sneakers. While she wasn't as attractive, 从来 while she wasn't as attractive as Kate below the waist. She more than made up for it above the waist. Not only was she smart, but she had fantastic, dainty boobs that her tight, gray T-shirt strained to hold back. It was low cut, but still tasteful, and so her cleavage was framed. Beautifully by the long blonde hair that dropped down on either side of it, she would never consider herself much of a looker, but most guys would. They both reached the top of the stairs and walked a few steps down the hall before getting to Kate's room. It was a typical girl's room. Decorated nicely, but still something of a mess. It ain't much, but it's home. Kate commented as she walked into her room. Jill was about to follow her when she noticed an odd door at the end of the hall. The door itself wasn't odd, but it had a red light above it. What's that for? Jill asked. 从来 Jill asked, knowing that it was poor grammar to end a sentence with a preposition, but doing it anyway because she wanted to sound normal, not pretentious. Huh? Kate said, poking her head out of her room. Oh. That's my dad's lab. He's in there all the time, tinkering with stuff. Your dad has a job lab. 从来 Your dad has a lab. Is she? Is he some kind of chemist or something like that? Haven't you heard? My old man's mad scientist. She smirked. Waving her arms around for dramatic effect, honestly, I don't know what he does in there all day, but it's usually locked. Jill, her curiosity piqued, made her way down the hill, down the hall. She slowly reached for the doorknob, kind of scared at entering. A mad scientist's lab. Then she realized how ridiculous the whole thing sounded, and twisted the knob. The door opened with a click, and she slowly pushed it open, 
revealing a room filled with all kinds of electrical equipment. There were large machines and small machines with lots of buttons on them, and well, it looked pretty much exactly what, like what Jill would have expected from a mad scientist's lab. Kate. Who had come up behind her, followed her into the room. Weird, she said, looking around. I've never been in here before. One machine looked particular. One machine looked particularly interesting, as it was one of the few not covered in dust. What's this one do? Joe asked. Well, since I've never been here before, I'd have to say I have no fucking clue. As she got closer, she noticed an open Coke can, Coke can, not cocaine, sitting next to what was obvious, obviously. The control panel for the machine. That's weird," she murmured. "That's Dad's favorite drink. He must have been in here pretty recently." As she looked closer, she noticed a tiny speck next to the Coke can, and it was moving, almost imperceptibly. Ew. There was a bug on this machine. Where? Jill asked, turning to see what Kate was looking at. Right there, Kate pointed to the offending speck. Where? Jill asked again, bending over to get a better look at the control panel. She wasn't really paying attention. And she accidentally leaned over and crushed the bug under her right breast, while her left breast landed on the control panel and hit some buttons. Ah,、oh, right there, Kate. Kate replied, pointing to Jill's boob. Looks like you got it, she said, laughing. <laughs> Oh, sorry," Jill blushed, and began wiping her hands on her chest to get the stain off. She was clumsy by nature, and in turning away, she accidentally knocked over the Coke can. It spilled onto the control panel, and the syrupy liquid began to spread. And sink into the machinery. Almost immediately, things to begin to go haywire. The machine began making a lurching, grinding sound, and sparks started to fly around some of the dials. What do we do? Joe stuttered. Confused, confusedly, hoping that Kate 
would somehow have the perfect solution. Let's get the hell out of here. Smoke began pouring out of the machine as the girls started running towards the door. But before they could get out of the room, there was an explosion behind them. There was a blinding white light. And when the girls opened their eyes, they found themselves standing in the middle of nothing. <laughs> wow. Exciting, huh? I'll read you chapter two next episode with my fancy binaural microphone. So be ready for the adventure. And now, I'll be answering some of your questions. <laughs> you really have some weird questions. You know that? Okay. Mm, let's see. Hmm. Wait. Oh, some I I remember one of your one of you messaged me on Instagram. I don't check them regularly, but I happened to see it, and he asked, "What is the best way to reach you for the questions?" I told you in my YouTube videos, it is. Through writing a review on my podcast, you can leave a review for my podcast and talk about how you like it, how you not like it, and leave your questions there. Got it? Good. Now, what would Amy actually do if you came across real tiny people, and what if you? Found them on the street. What if you found them in your home? Wow. <laughs> so, for example, in this story, if I happen to found a tiny inside my house, and it's a real people, I would capture him or her first. And to see his or her reaction, if they are re um crying, shouting, yelling, angry against me, then I will tell them to shut up, because they have nothing to do. I can crush them anytime, anywhere I want. So. If they can accept the truth, they'll need to bend over, surrender themselves to me. And if they aren't, if they keep fighting, um, that's also interesting. <laughs> I will test their limits and see what. See what they can do. <laughs> I will raise my leg, raise my bare foot, 
and then if they can survive underneath my plate, they will be a soldier for me, a tiny soldier. I will keep them, play with them, train them. They will work for me instead. <laughs> no matter they want it or not, I don't even care.、Mm, and what if you found them on the street? If they are on the street, I would just walk away. And if they follow me, I will keep them as my pet. Also, if I'm in a Bad mood, and I ran into you on the street. <laughs> You're in big, big trouble because I will step on you with no mercy. <laughs> You're happy with the answer. <laughs> Don't be so scared. Okay. Next question: If you had the ability to shrink people, would you do it? And who would you target? Would you target people you know, or complete strangers, or maybe people who consent to it? Well,、um, if I have the ability to shrink people. Of course, I would do it.、Um, you know, I don't know if you remember one of my clips on my clip for sale store. That's actually what I would do. So, in that video, I shrink criminals. Yes, criminals, and then those criminals who ran away from law. They get away with the law, but they don't with me. I shrink them down, and then lock them, and then I punish them. Yes. <laughs> Who would you target? Well, the criminals first. Would you target people you know or complete strangers or maybe people who consent to it? I target criminals. Well, if I'm in a good mood, I would come. I would shrink strangers.、Mm -hmm. And then depends on their behaviors, I will consider to unshrink them, put them back to normal size, or not. <laughs> or they will be my tiny slaves forever and ever. Their family will never find them. Yes. People consent to it. Well, that's so boring. But yeah, I will still shrink them too. Next, okay, too much. I'll answer them in my next episode. <laughs> I bet you're asleep now because my voice is too intoxicated. I know. So, good night.